The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to stop wasting time and make a shift towards enhanced productivity? Welcome to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, featuring your host, David B. Savage. In our program, we will show you how leaders and their organizations are using collaboration to innovate and move ahead of their competition. It's not just about customers or employees or the board. It's working together throughout your company and with your stakeholders. Now, here is David B. Savage. Welcome, listeners from across our planet, our beautiful blue orb. I appreciate your attention and feedback. I'm a proponent of awareness of self and awareness of the group. I've studied many methods and techniques, including the leadership circle, the Enneagram, and the nine domains. I quote from the nine domains website, Experience indicates that teams, like individuals, can be more or less healthy and functional. Teams, like individuals, can be freeing, supportive, encouraging, and growthful places in which to work. On the other hand, teams can also show varying degrees of negativity, ego-driven behaviors, and serious but hidden pathologies that make working in such an atmosphere difficult and serious or, and counterproductive. At their worst, teams can be so negative and pathologically destructive that they threaten the health and well-being of any, everyone in them. Yeah, I think each one of us have had a taste of that. Having a way of objectively measuring these different states is extraordinarily useful and incalculably beneficial both for the employees and for the organization as a whole. Today's show theme is leadership and team awareness. We're using the leadership circle and the Enneagram in business as our feature models, assessment tools, process. This show uh, features two of the most insightful and open experts on personal and team awareness in the world. I've been taught by Ginger Lapid-Bogda and Bob Anderson and look forward to more opportunities to learn from them. Check out the Enneagram in Business and the Leadership Circle online. Now, key messages for today. One, Awareness of myself and how I am in relationship with my team allows me and them to be more effective. Two, at our foundation, we must start by understanding our values and ethics. Three, keep on developing and growing your consciousness. And four, access powerful and evolutionary assessments and tools for reflection and assessment. Now let's go to our interview with Bob Anderson. Bob Anderson is the founder, chairman, and chief development officer of the Leadership Circle, LLC, and the Full Circle Group, LLC. Bob and I believe in circles and not squares or rectangles. (laughs) Bob is the creator and author of the Leadership Circle Profile. This is possibly the best integrated and innovative leadership development tool that I've experienced, and I've looked at many. Um, And 
the Leadership Circle profile is used by companies worldwide. It's heralded as a genuine breakthrough in the field of leadership development. And what I will add to that is it's inclusive. It integrates so much, and it's such a powerful guide to leaders as to how I am in relationship, how I lead, what, how other people see me, how they see me lead, and how I encourage and incite them to their own leadership. Now, the Leadership Circle Profile and Assessment Associated Tools are used by thousands of organizations around the world. Uh, really exciting times. Bob is co-author of the book Mastering Leadership, a work that I believe, I know, it will be the next seminal work in the leadership field. I believe that's true. I am so delighted to have Bob on our show today. So rather than me continuing to uh, grovel at your feet, Bob, tell our listeners more about you and your initiatives. Well, I had the good fortune early um, in my career of getting, um, through deliberate choice, but getting connected with um, a lot of thought leaders in the field and work with them closely. And what I noticed early on, this goes back into mid-80s, um, was that the field was a random collection of really good stuff, good theory, good research, good models and frameworks, but partial and unintegrated. And so I said about not really consciously uh, choosing to do this, but it ended up that way, um, trying to integrate. And I kept trying to integrate. And before I, about 20 years later, I had um, created an integration of the field. Um, and then I created the Leadership Circle Profile to begin to measure and assess and provide 360 feedback out of that model and framework. And um, when I put it out, people started to say, well, this is the first unified or integrated or universal model of leadership we've ever seen. And um, and so pretty much that's been my 30-year career. Um, I then, um, along the way, I partnered and then merged businesses with uh, my my co-author, Bill Adams, who is one of the best consultants I know. Um, and has taken this framework and really given it um, business relevance and practical application. So we write all of that up uh, in our book, Mastering Leadership, which is about to come out. Yeah. Now, this uh, how do people find out more about the Leadership Circle and how to, how to learn more? What's, what's the website? How do they uh, connect with you online? Well, www.theleadershipcircle.com, and there's a lot of information there, a lot of position yeah. papers. And, of course, the book itself comes with a free self-assessment, which is the full Leadership Circle Profiles assessment, but only the self, not the 360. You can turn it into a 360 if you want to. But um, So um, the book thoroughly um, describes the underlying model framework. The assessment is a rendition of the model. So looking at research and case studies and so on through the lens of the uh, leadership circle profile is a lot of what the book is about. Mm-hmm. So the book itself will, will be um, a great uh, way to connect with the leadership circle. What, what's a couple of the key ideas that you've got in your new book, Mastering Leadership? Well, 
we first we build we build the core argument, the kind of business argument that we're making now, and it's getting real traction around the world. That um, if you ask most leaders if um, if leader, effectiveness and leadership matters, they all agree it does. And businesses uh, with effective leadership outperform businesses with ineffective leadership. So we build that argument and present some research on the relationship between effectiveness and business performance. But more importantly, we define effectiveness as conscious competence. So if you just think about how would you describe a leader that's unconscious versus one that's conscious, and is there a relationship between conscious leadership and effectiveness? Well, everybody would say, yeah. And so, uh, We've, we present some groundbreaking research in the book between stages of adult development or the evolution of, of um, internal maturity or consciousness and effectiveness in, in leadership. And the, the, the research is, is quite compelling, actually. And so the core argument of the book is that the inner game runs the outer game the inner game of leadership can evolve if it evolves through progressive stages or levels of maturity um, and development that um, usher in higher levels of capacity and capability to meet complexity. And as leaders, we're all dealing now with escalating complexity. And so is our internal operating system mature enough to meet that complexity? And that's the core argument of the book. And we, we build the whole framework on, uh, like, how do you develop um, both the outer game of capability and competence while you're developing the inner game of consciousness and, and maturity to get a greater effectiveness. And, and um, that's the book. So tell me, uh, you know, one of my passions with uh, my book, uh, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, is the subtitle. How do you build a culture of collaboration, Bob? How do you build that culture? Well, it's a big, it's a really interesting question because as I was thinking about it, um, collaboration feels like a really soft, fuzzy word and easily dismissed in a way, and yet very hard, very hard to accomplish. So we'll often ask uh, leaders to describe the business that if it existed would put them out of business. And once they create that description, we'll ask them, how ready are you to meet that, uh, to go up against that business? And uh, is it that you're not strategically ready or that you need to be able to work together more effectively in order to do that? And it's usually we need to work together more effectively in order to do that, collectively effectively. Uh, and then I asked, how hard is that? And they, <laughs> they just nod and said, that's the hard stuff. And so most leadership teams that we encounter, and we're talking extended leadership teams, don't optimize collective effectiveness. Probably 95% don't focus on it. When we focus on leadership, we focus on individual effectiveness, but not collective. And we think that the collective effectiveness of a leadership team is the effectiveness of the organization. It defines uh, business performance. So the organization won't perform at a level that's higher 
than the collective effectiveness of its leadership. And that plays right into collaboration. How well do we show up together, engage in difficult conversations, cross boundary conversations so that we can lead effectively? And that requires a very high level of authenticity, high level of, of our capability to get the undiscussable conversations on the table in a great way, in a, in a great way. And when you do that, you immediately move into a culture of collaboration. We have to work more collectively, effectively on issues that are cut across all lines in the business in order to really have the business perform at a high level. And um, so collaboration is right at the heart of that. Yeah. Now, as we close this interview, Bob, what's one thing you wish the listeners, our listeners, to do or become more aware of to improve their collaborative success? When we work with leadership teams over a long period of time, year or two, the difference they say that really made all the difference was that we can now tell the truth to each other. And so the ability to get difficult conversations that are politically charged or, you know, have sacred cows uh, associated with them to get them on the table um, and cut through complexity and the complexity of those issues in a great way um, is really, really central to our ability to collaborate and create the kind of futures we want together. Bob Anderson, The Leadership Circle and Mastering Leadership, the brand new seminal book on leadership. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's great to be with you. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company, while creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network. Seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. 
Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Our special guest is one of the women that I just love because the leadership and business combination, the self and team awareness she brings, Ginger Lapid Bogda, and talking about the Enneagram. Now, Ginger and I have been talking just in advance of this uh, interview saying, well, it's hard to describe the Enneagram that people have dedicated an entire lifetime to, including Ginger. I've devoted about three months of my time to uh, taking courses, etc. It's hard to do that in such a short period of time. So, I strongly recommend our listeners around the world to go to the Enneagram in Business.com. Enneagram is spelled E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M-I-N Business.com. Enneagram the Enneagram in Business.com. Just a little bit of a background to the Enneagram. The reason I think it's so great is it um, you know the Enneagram, Ginger's Enneagram in Business, the nine domains. Others are just insight-filled pathways to self-awareness of leaders and assessment of the levels of development for teams. The background of the Enneagram is it comes from the Greek words, and this is from the Enneagram in business.com. Ginger uh, has a ton of resources there. I don't want to make it too difficult for the listener or for Ginger, so I'll just do a quick introduction that The word Enneagram comes from the Greek words ennea, or nine, and gram, which is something written or drawn, and refers to the nine points on the Enneagram symbol. The nine different Enneagram styles, identified as numbers one through nine, reflect distinct habits of thinking, feeling, behaving, and with each style connected to a unique path of development. Each of us has only one place or number on the Enneagram, While our Enneagram style remains the same throughout our lifetime, the characteristics of our type may either soften or become more pronounced as we grow and develop. So just let's go with that there. Enneagram is believed to be several thousand years old, and uh, many of our listeners are comfortable with Myers-Briggs and and that type of stuff. I think the Enneagram is just so much deeper and so much more. As another easy access point, listeners, for Ginger's work is uh, if you go to Google Play or iTunes, download Know Your App. Pardon me, Know Your Type, which is the app. Know Your Type. And that's available for Apple, Android, and Kindle Fire devices. So it's just a great and very easy way to illuminate the nine different architectures of the human personality. Ginger 
one of the things that you've given me is uh, a wonderful quote. It's, it's a life lesson. Love what you do, be good at it, and make yourself easy to work with. Do you notice, listeners? Easy to work with. Ginger Balapid Bogda is PhD, an Enneagram author and teacher, and an organizational development consultant, trainer, and coach for over 40 years. Ginger works with organizations, leaders, and teams around the world to create vibrant, productive, and sustainable organizations. This is not a quick fix. Ginger has written five great books on the Enneagram and business, and the newest one is Consulting with the Enneagram, and she also offers global certification programs and tools that enables coaches, leaders, consultants, trainers to use the Enneagram. So more information on, go to theenneagramandbusiness.com. She has uh, just amazing multinational corporations uh, as her clients, Whirlpool, Medtronic, Genentech, Nestle, Kaiser, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Ginger, thank you so much for your time today. I've spoken enough. Um, tell me more about you and your work, and let's just start there. Okay. Um, well, I th- my work is all at this point focused on how to utilize the Enneagram integrated with other change technologies, leadership development um, models, um, change strategies, um, behavioral science models, because these particular models that without the Enneagram are quite powerful, but when you include the Enneagram with it, you get to see how individuals um, show differences in terms of how they might utilize one of these models to make themselves, their teams, their leadership more effective. I, I wonder, Dave, if I should go through the nine types very quickly. Just yes, because please. some of your listeners may find themselves. It's not, as you said, a quick fix, but sometimes, you know, just helping... Um, people anchor themselves a little bit. Would that be a good idea? Yes, thank you. Okay. So the um, Enneagram types um, or styles are numbered one through nine. So there's nine different styles, each with a particular worldview, um, patterns of thinking, emotional response patterns, and behavioral responses that are related to their thinking and their feeling um, patterns. So the one through nine, ones are sometimes called the perfectionists. They think that they're looking, seeking a perfect world, knowing that it will never be perfect, but it's what's important that they're constantly trying to improve themselves, each, all of us, and their environment. It's a continuous search for perfection. And then twos are the people, those are people who like to be liked. They're very relationally oriented. They are highly intuitive to tuning into the needs of other people, and they like to kind of orchestrate or arrange things or make good things happen behind the scenes, preferring that to being highly visible. Um, the threes are focused on goals and success. They appear very confident and competent in order to gain both the respect of others, their own self-respect, and they like to, um, they're kind of the people who see, we get stuff done, you know. Um, type fours like deep connections with their own interior worlds, and they love deep, the deepest connections with other people, and they feel most alive and most real when they're engaged with others in a very deep way and they're authentically expressing themselves. Fives are people who like a thirst, like 
um, information and knowledge, and they thirst to know everything they possibly can about the things they think are important, and they engage in emotional detachment automatically, keeping um, themselves uh, feeling resourced because they find emotional interactions highly draining, and they like to keep their uh, interactions with others to a minimum, even though they're very curious about people. Sixes have insightful minds. They tend to do, engage in anticipatory scenario building, um, preparing, hoping for the best and preparing for what the worst or things that might be obstacles. Sometimes they see themselves as sort of mega um, problem solvers, but they're constantly wanting to be prepared for, uh, best, to increase the best case possibilities and decrease the worst case scenarios. Sevens are craving stimulation, people, ideas, their minds go faster than a nanosecond. Um, they're always connecting disparate things, um, things that may not seem connected to the rest of us, and they like to keep all their options open, feeling that nobody has the right to restrict them. Um, eights like the truth. They want to keep everything just and under control. They want to make very important things happen, so they have a tendency to move to action when they're mad, when they're sad, when they're anxious, and when they want to do something. And all of this is also partly to hide their vulnerabilities. And nine, seek um, harmony, peace, positive mutual regard. And they are very sensitive, and it's somatic, actually, to, to conflict that can't get resolved, to tension and to ill will. They're fantastic at facilitating conflict resolution between others or amongst others, but they sometimes leave themselves or what they want to say or their opinions um, in the background for the sake of group harmony. So those are the nine types. And um, I'd say that in business leaders, um, where that's our main entree. And actually, it's very interesting. It's the business leaders that tend to bring most of the people who are doing work with the Enneagram into organizations, um, because they know that there's a leadership shortage worldwide, and it's being very hard to know how to groom people internally or even how to bring in people laterally. And so, the Enneagram actually is the most. Um, persuasive and profound way to develop leadership capabilities because your leadership style is directly an outgrowth of your Enneagram type. And then you can see what the predictable strengths and the predictable development areas are. And leaders can work on their development before it becomes uh, a cause of stress to them and the organization. And it helps them develop more kind of lateral skills and processes and a deeper understanding of themselves so that they can handle all the complexities much better, but it's fantastic for team development, uh, enhancing communication skills. The applications are, I'd say, are rather endless in terms of the Enneagram's applications in the business setting. So um, that's kind of why it's being embraced a lot globally um, by le- leaders and companies and HR people and around the world. Yeah, some of the, some of the uh, sense of the other typing where you personality type is, uh, well, you're going to fit people into a box. And my knowledge about the Enneagrams is, in fact, it's the opposite. It's making us much more comfortable with aspects of all nine types, with aspects Mm -hmm. of making sure that our organizations have a great balance of perspectives and types and tendencies. Tell us more about uh, the inclusive aspect, a holistic aspect of the Enneagram for business. Well, it's inclusive because the idea is that there's not any particular type that's particularly adept at any particular job, but that each of the types can bring different things to the job as long as they have the required and necessary skills and experience. And that to have the diversity of experience and perspective that each of the types brings 
as long as the people are quite self-mastering and developed, highly developed, um, can create much more innovative organizations. It's much more interesting, and it's more embracing. Um, so I think that that aspect of it is extremely important. Um, but I think the other part of it is that you said the thing about the box. And one of the leaders in one of the companies I worked with said, other systems tell you what, what box you're in. The Enneagram shows you the box you're already in. Instead of boxing you, it helps you break out of the box because the Enneagram is fundamentally a developmental system. Once you know your type, there are specific activities for, for developing in specific areas that are going to work for people of your type and wouldn't necessarily work for people of other types. Yeah, you know, if we if we uh, simplify and, and oversimplify, oftentimes uh, companies, boards of directors, investors will look for a type three and achiever to be in charge of their company. Uh, what's the problem with just having a, an executive or an executive team that is too heavily, on, you know, tending towards uh, type three or type eight? Um, or, or any of the types that were there yeah. might be biased. Well, it's not the type that's going to make you a successful, effective leader. It is your level of self-mastery, your self-acceptance, your self-knowledge, your willingness and ability to change and grow. That's going to make you an excellent leader. So I always say to people who learn the Enneagram for the first couple of hours, and they say, well, shouldn't we hire by type? And it's like, no, you want to hire people who are self-mastering, who are engaged in their self-development, because these are the people that are going to be flexible. They're going to be easy to work with. They're not going to expect everybody to be just like them, and they're not going to want everybody to be just like them. Um, and I have seen some organizations where they've got, you know, the same type on like three or four levels down, all the same type, and they might feel like they have a similar work style, but they have the same problems, and they're things, blind spots, or blind spot sides to every single type. And if you have a variety of people types, you don't get those blind spots because you get people saying, well, what about this? And we could think of it this way. So, um you know, you get it's the sort of anti-cloning methodology, if you will. Yeah, Ginger. So Ginger Lapid Bogda, the Enneagram in business, she's been talking to us, talking to us about self-mastery, level of development for teams, how to avoid blind spots. We're just going to take a short uh, commercial break here, and we'll be right back. Tune in every week for the Ellis Martin Report. Our program will bring you the news and information that you need each week. We look at publicly traded small and mid-cap companies from a variety of sectors. We'll talk to key people in the industry to bring you the foreground and background of new and up-and-comers for potential investment. Please remember, invest only at your own risk. The Ellis Martin Report is meant for informational purposes only. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, 
seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. We're back now with Ginger Lapid Bogda, the Enneagram in Business, talking about the insights and the profound self-awareness and team development uh, possibilities when people really use this tool. Ginger, what's going on in the business application of the Enneagram globally? Well... I work globally, and a lot of my colleagues do, and I would say that the Enneagram is being used in businesses globally, every major continent, um, every you know, major country. Um, it's used in every industry. I mean, it's being used in healthcare, and it's being used in hospitality, and it's being used in banking, and, you know... Um, <laughs> the cars, you know, Toyota is using it, and, you know, you just on and on. It's just quite remarkable how many different applications there are in how many different industries. Um, and I think there's a trend towards sharing and being more collaborative, and I have a Enneagram Business Network. It's about 85 different people from all over the world, and um, it, we work in a collaborative way, either in small groups or pairs, uh, we have two levels. One is a senior members, and those are people I work with directly and to whom I refer work. And then there are associate members who get mentored by senior members, and the senior members love the mentoring, so it's a very developmental process. And they're required to be in either of them, uh, senior or associate, to agree to um, what we call blue ocean ethical guidelines taken from to sort of individualized, professionalized with a blue ocean strategy um, that's so useful in, in working with strategy. And it has to do with being honest and not misrepresenting yourself in any way, about respecting intellectual property, about sharing information with others, um, about not competing um, for the sake of competition, but to collaborate in an egalitarian way to keep your prices fair, 
to be, although money is involved, to have that not be your primary motivator, to realize that there's kind of enough to go around and so you don't have to take work away from others, um, a focus on relationships and people, and um, to also agree to treat each other with respect and uh, that way we'd want to be treated, you know, so that we don't say things about each other but, or other people in, even in the Enneagram or the Enneagram business world or other consultants that um, would be disparaging of them. That uh, Those sounds like profound rules of engagement that any team could adopt readily and, and make theirs and customize. That's a, that's a great uh, set of uh, awareness tools for anybody to work together collaboratively. Well, I think the Enneagram has um, sort of an ethical integrity values based to it. And so if we're not using it in organizations and encouraging our clients to use it that way, um, we're out of integrity with the whole uh, really underlying essence of the system. Ginger, what are your hopes for a collaborative future? I mean, in the globally or with the Enneagram? Either one or both. Well, I think that I'm going to get a little bit up in the sky here, but we have so many global problems and challenges, and although the Enneagram is not the solution to all the challenges, there is a way that the Enneagram and people's self-awareness, it's a sort of a level of consciousness. When you work with the Enneagram, it has the capability to help individuals, teams, organizations be really conscious entities and people and People like that, organizations like that, institutions like that can only help um, address some of the world's global problems where the high level of consciousness is needed. So I guess that would be my biggest hope, that we have a role to play, not an overstated role, but not an understated one either. Yeah, recognition of ourself, recognition of our of others. I, I know one of the things that's personally useful to me, uh, it seems like every day is... Uh, when uh, the hair in the back of my neck's going up, I can recognize it right away. I can recognize my tendencies, and I can uh, remind myself uh, what would be creative, what would be inclusive, what would be in love, and what would be useful for my company and my clients. Well, it's sort of we, – we, I use a lot the, the quote from Viktor Frankl uh, about yes. between stimulus and response, there's space. And in, in that space, I'm misquoting, but it's close – is an opportunity for um, choice, and in choice of our alternatives, we have freedom. And so I think the Enneagram not only helps people observe themselves and create that space, which is pretty amazing because it shows you where to create that space, but gives you a way to understand your current reaction, how it relates to your type, and helps you figure out what your development is, if that's a chronic response, and gives you more options for choice in that space. And so for me, it's all about choice and freedom. Ginger, as we close this interview, what is one thing that you wish to challenge or encourage our audience to do as they collaborate? Um, It's to be yourself, to respect yourself, and to respect others as much as you respect yourself, and to keep on developing and growing and increasing your consciousness, both as individuals, um, as teams, as organizations. And that's a lifelong journey for all of us. Thank you so much, Ginger Lapid Bogda, the Enneagram in business. And I know the little that I've known, I've learned in the last 10 years about the Enneagram, the more and more insight it provides me. Thank you, Ginger. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for asking.
By using the leadership circle, the Enneagram, and other insight-filled methods, you will advance your success through becoming more conscious, connected, and collaborative. Here's another quote from our new friend, Bob Anderson. When the leadership system functions effectively, performance improves. The leadership system is the central organizing system that must deliver on all functions owned by the top team or C-suite. These functions include and require that leadership become cohesive, define the future or vision, set the direction, create and execute strategy, ensure alignment, communicate clarity, engage stakeholders, develop talent, manage performance, build accountability, ensure succession, (laughs) allocate resources, that is often missed, and most often missed, something I truly believe in, is craft the culture. This is a culture. Now here's a reading from my uh, upcoming book, Breakthrough DS. The Enneagram is believed to have made its appearance more than 2,000 years ago in Egypt, Persia, Spain, and the Middle East. Unlike more widely known personality assessments, the Enneagram invites us to untype ourselves and connect with others in a more meaningful and productive manner. The golden golden rule that we were taught in our youth is treat others the way you wish to be treated. Right? You've heard that. Or in the biblical language, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, I really like the platinum rule. Treat others the way they want to be treated. Makes great sense to be with others in their way rather than expect them to be like me. The Enneagram informs me of several several important things. What are my tendencies and needs in relationship? What are my tendencies in conflict? What are my tendencies and needs of the other in this relationship? What are the tendencies, their tendencies in conflict? What are their and my underlying fears? What language and behaviors lights them up and shuts them down? Pretty critical stuff. And how do I get more of what I want? When I have a stronger sense of these, then I can connect, communicate, and act in ways the other person understands and prefers. Whether in communication, negotiation, mediation, or collaboration, be with the other first. That's right, be with the other. It's always the more effective way than waiting for them to come to me. Being with them builds connection, respect, and trust. In collaboration, awareness of the people you choose to engage is critical. The Enneagram and the Leadership Circle gives us an invitation to the appropriate mix of personalities and styles into our collective. On my website, I've built a graphic that I developed to illustrate the strengths of the nine types as negotiators. Each type has its strengths and weaknesses. To bring the balanced mix together gives far better, broader, and more balanced perspective. Conversely, the right mix reduces the risk of tunnel vision and groupthink. I'm a certified, I am certified and a believer in another great method, the nine domains and levels of functioning. So check out the nine domains as well. You know, it's, this is really good stuff. Consciousness, being aware of the other. You know, in a way you can look at it in many ways is, uh, what's, what's the purpose of me speaking English when the other person speaks Arabic? What's the purpose of me simply talking at them? Listen first. 
find out their language. And once you do that, you will see how quickly the communication, the trust builds. Remember the movie Avatar? I see you. So powerful. So let's do that. Let's let's look at how we see each other. Let's let's go back. How do we how do we see each other? What does it mean? Remember um, Ken Cloak's interview, one of our earliest episodes. Here's a quote from Ken. What is the deepest level of our collaboration? What's the highest achievement that we can make in this field? I think we begin to think in those terms. We begin to see all of life completely differently. What we then, I think, see is that the collaborative project, if we can call it it that, is one that has been building over the course of human history and has yet to realize complete, complete fruition, pardon me. And here's another before we close for the break. Uh, here's uh, Ken's brilliant metaphor, Ken Cloak. It doesn't matter whose end of the boat is sinking. We're all in this together. We have to realize that we have to take responsibility for it and start working on our problems together. It doesn't mean it's easy. It just means it's truth. Now we'll go to break. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. 
You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Here's another quote from my upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking Possibility Within a Culture of Collaboration. Most readers are crafting their skills to collaborate better on initiatives, which often are within and outside your organization with known processes, resources, and roles. This may give you a sense that it may be easier than collaborating on a startup. And that assumption may hold you back from challenging all the rules and all the relationships. There are costs and benefits of each manner of collaborative initiative. Ensure you are conscious of the factors at play and design with the end in mind. To build your skill and network, start with specific challenges and opportunities within your organization or organizations. Start small and build the confidence of your team that collaboration works better than the other approaches to getting things done and achieving goals. What is one challenge or opportunity that I can commit to break through and capture by using a confluence of people, organizations, resources, and structures? Confluence? That's a coming or flowing together, meeting or gathering at one point. Given this intention and objective, forgetting for a while our own structure, resources, and limitations, What is the optimal confluence of people, resources, processes, and global networks that will achieve this success? Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah, let's imagine. When I speak of walking in circles, often a successful collaboration takes a long time to occur. Unlike simply calling a meeting on a specific task, successful collaboration requires the participants to have the awareness and skills to collaborate. Sometimes we must accept baby steps, even when we know much greater steps are possible. That's something Laura Humal and I have experienced in our Kootenai Rockies area. Leaders there are, are taking the steps that they know, that they trust. They're not familiar with the bigger picture. They're not yet ready. They will be ready, and we're ready, and we're learning, and we're happy to co-create with them. With this book and this podcast, I want to create a better bridge between the vision and the action. Effective collaboration is evolutionary. Every time we work together, we are developing our own story, our own network, our behaviors, and possibilities for future collaborations. Yeah, it's a collaboration. It's a pathway. It's an evolution. Depending on the perspective we take, the movement is different. When I talk about walking in circles with a view looking down, the movement is round and round, seemingly without progress. Yet if we look at the same movement from the side, it may seem as a spiral rising upwards as we move. If we keep the effort of collaboration small or controlled, we will keep having the same small and controlled result. This is not brainstorming. This is not another meeting. This is how you work together inside and outside, reaching out, not limited by what you have. Everything's possible. Everything. Are we getting enough courageous participants who challenge the ideas, 
Is collaboration designed as well as it could be? And do our reward systems support the people? Do we incent collaborations by our compensation packages and otherwise? Oftentimes we don't. Busyness is incented. Results, sometimes. Collaborative culture, rarely. Collaboration is not an event, it is a culture. Now, my friend Tina Spiegel from Australia told me the reason to use collaboration as a process is because it holds key elements which we, as relational beings, treasure. Think about old technology. Yeah, think about that. How does it get significantly improved? There are reports across the globe on how, when the windows and doors of an organization get thrown wide open, the world answers the challenge and finds solutions that were not happening in the closed shop environment. Think about Tesla breaking the rules and giving away its technology. Open sourcing builds better vehicles, increases loyalty, and leads to higher profits. Playing within your organizational silo and collaborating small is understandable, yet the leaders who are developing their collaborative leadership networks and aspirations have a great advantage. And those that only play within their own organization are missing. They don't see what they can't see yet. Think about doing far more with less. Think about, not about your brick buildings and procedure manuals. Think about evolution, innovation, flow, flexibility, high-performance teams that access collective intelligence. Yes, start small, learn together, build trust, empower the group, celebrate success, and learn from your failures. Dream big, and to recycle the phrase, think global and act local. We are only separated by two degrees of separation in this world, this digital world today. Consider also these Words from my good friend in New York, Everett Cox. The first collaboration for every human being is in the womb. The first collaborator for every human being is a woman. When that first collaborator is dishonored in any way, the entire social fabric that began at the womb is threatened, weakened, and endangered. How are you in relationship to your organizational womb? What do you choose to consciously create? This show has featured two of the most insightful and collaborative experts on personal and team awareness in the world. Ginger Lapid Bogda, the Enneagram in Business, and Bob Anderson, the Leadership Circle. Look at them. Look at their teaching, their learning, their curiosity, their opportunity, and their invitation. Key messages today have included one, Awareness of myself and how I am in relationship with my team allows me and them to be far more effective. Two, at our foundation, we must start by understanding our values and ethics, interests, and intentions. Reflection, claiming, platform, foundation, our base. And three, Keep on developing and growing your consciousness by accessing powerful and evolutionary assessments and tools for reflection and assessment. Now, next week is the last of our 15-week podcast series in the fall of 2015. As we complete this 15-week series, 
We turn to the future because the future is what really matters, our shared future. Leadership as if the future matters. Next week, our theme is next-gen leaders and some highlights. And I'm delighted and proud to tell you the guests, the featured guests, the next-gen leaders that we have. Dan Savage, video game developer, Infinity Ward, Los Angeles, California. India Sherritt, world junior ski cross champion, Cranbrook, British Columbia, Canada. Sarah Deitch, member of the 2015 Governor General's Canadian Leadership Conference and a founder of the Collaborative Global Initiative. Sarah's working out of The Hague in the Netherlands. And somebody that's not as young but youthful in heart and spirit and intelligence, my good friend Susan Brady, Linkage in Boston. I also want to encourage you to come back and listen to Chuck Rose, chuckrose.ca, Win or Walk Away, and We Are One, those two amazing songs that Chuck sent my way for this podcast. And we'll talk about some highlights and challenges. So as we close today, my call to action is, what gets measured gets done. What gets measured over time with expert support creates evolutionary cultures of collaboration and leadership. Investigate the leadership circle, the Enneagram in business, the nine domains, the assessment app on my own website. Whatever you choose, choose one and move forward together with your team. Move forward, build your culture of collaboration. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in this week to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Your host, David B. Savage, invites you to join us again for another engaging episode next Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a breakthrough week.